Okay, so welcome to our first Barclay Care podcast. Um, we're kicking off with a discussion around values today. Um, it's currently Barclay Care and Corian's Value Month, so a great time to talk about this. Um, I'm very excited to be joined today by two fabulous people, very special people, um, Tracy from Leicester House and Sherry from Cumnor House. Ladies, do you want to introduce yourself? Tracy, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, thanks, Leah. So I'm Tracy, I'm the General Manager at Leicester House. I've worked in care since I was about 14, 15 years old. Um, and worked in a, a huge array of, of different settings. I've looked after young people, um, people with really advanced dementia, nursing, um, young disabled, um, and just, yeah, just really, really like working in care. I've got a passion for it um, and love working at um, Leicester House. Fabulous. Thanks, Tracy. And Sherry? Thank you, Leah. I'm Sherry Hume. I'm the um... General Manager here at Cumnor Hill House. I have a nursing qualification, which I'm proud to say is 43 years old now, and I'm still going strong. Mm -hmm. I joined the team at Cumnor Hill House 15 months ago with the um, focus of um, bringing it back up to where we like our homes within the Corian Barclay Group to be. I also have a dementia qualification, um, which I took in 2010. So dementia is a passion. If you had said to me 30 years ago that I'd be working in care homes at this end of my career, I would have laughed you off the planet. I went into care homes just because I had three young children. The hours fitted better, but I absolutely love it and still love it to this day. Oh, that's really good to hear. So we've got some fabulous experience um, in the virtual room today, which I'm really, really looking forward to delving into. Um, so values. Um, you hear this word all the time in organisations, don't you? Um, and at Barclay, we're certainly no different. We, we talk about values an awful lot. So this is our first podcast and we're going to delve into the why of values, how we live them, how we breathe them and how we can bring them to life. Um, but values only really have value when they're not just a tick box exercise. Um, so on that note, we're going to get straight into it. And Tracy, Sharon, I'm going to uh, ask you on a personal level, what's your number one value that's really important to you? Tracy. Oh, my goodness. This is such a hard one, isn't it? Um, and, you know, you sort of rack your brains thinking what's important to me, what's my most important value. And actually, for me, it, I think it comes down to humility, um, you know, sort of uh, being grateful for my blessings and I find myself gravitating towards other people that you know have that same value that humility um not forgetting where I come from um not forgetting you know how hard sometimes life can be and who's helped me along the way and then in turn I recognize that in others I recognize when someone um also values humility and I try and help them I, I think it's a really important value it's not your typical it's not your typical one you know a lot of people go to um trust or um you know family values but I just think it's really important to be humble and have that humility and you know be grateful grateful for our blessings mm, it's a really good one how does that that how does that value guide you in in your life in general I think when I when I look back um uh, you know the hard times it's really easy to look back at the good times and 
um, and, and, and be grateful for all the wonderful things that have happened. But I think with humility, for me, it's about looking at the times that it was really hard um, and who helped me through those hard times and how, you know, I've worked together with somebody else to, to get through a situation. Um, whether that be a professional person, whether that be a family member or a friend um, or a colleague. And I think, you know, reflecting on that value helps me at Leicester House as well. And being able to talk about myself and, you know, how I've navigated through something. Sometimes people don't want to hear about me, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I, I don't necessarily talk about my life experience, but what I'll do is I'll use my life experience to help somebody else through a difficult situation and just remember the times when someone tried to advise me and I didn't want their advice and I'll remember that <laughs> and just listen. And yeah, I think humility is something that is really important to me and I do try and, and use that value throughout my day-to-day -day leadership. Yeah family life, friendship, the way I respond to my family, friends, strangers. Yeah, great. Really, really powerful, actually, when you think about it. It sounds as if it kind of really underpins everything um, in your life, that particular value, which is yeah, yeah, definitely. great to hear. Perfect. Sherry, how about you? What's your number one value? I, I'm a bit more traditional. I've, I've gone for the honesty. I'm afraid honesty means everything to me. I grew up in a large family. I had four brothers. Um, and the one thing that we were always taught was to be honest about everything. You know, lying was not tolerated from knee high upwards. So it's something I've always lived with. I find that, you know, um, it has, you know, being honest it has is the cornerstone of any social relationship, really, be it, be it romantic, professional or between friends um you need to be able to be you know sometimes I think I wear my heart on my sleeve in that I'm a little bit too honest and people do sort of think oh god how much more is she going to tell us about herself and I think well wind it back Sherry wind it back Sherry but I think you know if you can share life's experiences with people honestly and openly they will then share feel that they can trust you and feel that um they can come to you and talk to you about anything I like doing change management. I like going in and finding, you know, where homes are suffering and um, teams are perhaps feeling undervalued and not had the respect that they've had. And I think, you know, by being open and honest with them from day one helps me to build that back within the home setting. Um, mm. And in a care home, if you're not open and honest, you're on a hiding to nothing straight away. It's the mm. core. It was, I've said, the cornerstone of everything. And it's definitely the cornerstone of a care home. Mm. Do, do you think that um, there is such a thing as being too honest? You hear that phrase banded around. Um, no. No, I think you need to be open and honest. You know, my life hasn't been the simplest of lives and I've been honest and open about everything all the way through. And I want people to be that honest with me as well. You know, I've had, um, you know, personal um, experience of the medical professions and with one of my children. And I didn't want the softened truth. I wanted the truth. I didn't want any frilly edges or soft pink and fluffy stuff. I, I want I want the full truth. So honesty, I think, no, you can't be too honest. You have to be honest with everything. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, I think uh, it very much also depends upon the person that you're engaging with as to, 
you're absolutely right being honest is I completely agree with you but sometimes you have to adapt how you do that and you're certainly somebody Sherry as you've said you like that direct hard-hitting give it to you you know no frills no bills no no bells no whistles and um that's uh, that's very admirable because you know you have that ability to take that direct feedback Tracy I think I was just listening to what you were saying Sherry and I totally agree with you and I was thinking are there occasions where somebody has been too honest with me um, and and are there occasions where I wish someone had been more honest and if you kind of like if you remove yourself from the care home setting, I would love someone to tell me, does my bum actually look big in these trousers? <laughs> Tracy, I don't need anybody to tell me my bum looks big. It just seems too big. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, it's interesting. It's uh, yeah, exactly the same. I wonder how many people will be listening to that, thinking exactly the same thing. If I'm honest, I don't know if in that situation I'd rather somebody be honest or lie to me. Actually, <laughs> I can't see it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Obviously, doing the role that I do, I do a lot of mentoring, a lot of um, teaching, and uh, you know, it's one of the first things I say to people. You know, if you're not op open and honest in this job, you will not win. Um, we start with our interview questions, don't we? There's a lot about trust. In fact, what you know, what are the values and what are your thoughts on it? And what trust, honesty is there and amongst it. So, you know, I get an idea from somebody from that point, what their feelings about the, the company values are. And then it's in case of embedding it and making it work. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us nicely around to, to thinking about kind of our organisational values. So at, at Barclay, we've got our three core values, as you know, trust, responsibility and initiative. Um, and why do you think having values are so important when you think about it from a company perspective? They I think it's behaviour. Sorry, Sherry. They guide oh, our behaviour, don't they? Go on, Tracy. Yeah, I was just saying it. They guide our behaviour. They guide our actions. Um, it's although you know we have these company values. You, you can't tell somebody what their value should be. You can only tell them what ours are and ask them to respect them and have the courtesy and the graciousness to to believe in them and try and implement them in what they do. Um, and you know. And guide your behaviour not not only towards the residents that we're caring for, but our colleagues, our visitors, um, the loved ones that come into the home, the professionals that visit our home, um, and represent us outside of the company with those values, using those values. There are footings there on our roots, aren't they? If you know nothing secure um, in this world doesn't have a good set of roots or footings. Um, and if, you know, we've got those three core values and they are that security, that's where we as the company builders, the team leaders, we we start with. And then, as Tracy's just said, other people have their own values. We all differ a little bit, but providing we're all adhering to and, and have knowledge to work with those three roots, um, it gives us that strong foundation that we need. Mm, it's really interesting. It makes me think of a tree. Yeah, you know, with, with, as you yeah, as you were talking about yeah. those those roots, it's interesting with values because um, you're absolutely hundred percent correct. I completely agree with with you both um, in that they guide our behaviours and our values, and I love the the analogy of of it being kind of our our roots um, as well. F for me, there's also something in by 
having values, you're obviously talking about your expectations um, and ensuring that everybody's bought into them. But you've also got this sense of um, what is not acceptable and perhaps what's unhealthy. So kind of those anti-values. Um, and I guess, you know, what's your experience with um, having your, your values, but also really exploring your anti-values so it's really clear what what is expected um you know what, what the team um, consensus is around how we're going to um, interact with one another behave act but also how we're not Sh sherry have you well over the 30 years that i've been doing the job within care homes we've got there's been a huge huge set of changes you know I first started as a staff nurse on days, it was do this, do that, do this, and you weren't really asked your opinion, you weren't really, um, you were given a job description for a six hour shift or a 12 hour shift, and that was all you were expected to do. But over the space of time, things have evolved and people's opinions and thoughts and and behaviours have all been taken into consideration to um, to bring people along with us. And I think, I think the homes are a lot happier places than they are today than they were when I started. From a staff, staffing point of view, um, it, we were all seen as the vocational, or you must have a vocation to work in a care home. No, we didn't. We all had our own personal reasons for working in care homes. But um, I think we see that, we don't hear that phrase anymore, but actually the people that are working here now do choose to work in care homes for them being a care home, not just a source of finance and paying the bills, which I think is a great step forward. Mm, definitely. On a very practical level, how how do we as individuals, as team members, bring our values to life and, and how do we make sure that they stick? I think, first of all, you, you, you from my point of view, probably from Tracy's as well, we live by example. If we've got that positivity about us, if, you know, there are days when we all have the duck bag one, no, and that's the day we come in the office and we shut the door and we scream and we hide under the desk. But on the normal day to day, we're out there with the positive values of with, with the, the three Korean ones or our own that we've brought in with us. And if we demonstrate those and we have that positivity, you can bring the team with you. Like Tracy's just been saying, though, you can pick out the ones that are not going to make it. And hopefully because of the way we manage and the way we deal with them, they don't leave under that sour grape. It, it's a mutual thing. We have lots of conversations. It's not just, oh, you, you don't work. Um, we we do it in a, uh, in a lot better way than we've ever done before. But we what we're not for, uh, remembering here is we have, I, I've, got, I've got 56 at the moment, but I can have up to 75 residents and all those families. And bringing them along with the value sometimes can be as hard, if not harder, than um, the staff because, um, most of our residents come in with very positive, good values. But like Tracy was saying just now about staff, you know, the more you give them, the more they want. So their altruistic nature comes out. Um, and dealing with the staff, uh, the residents and the relatives sometimes can be more of a challenge from a values point of view than dealing with the staff. I don't know what you think, Tracy. I agree with you. I agree with you. And it's really funny because you have to um... You know, I always talk to people about knowing your audience. You have to know your audience, don't you? Yeah. But when your audience is of many, many, and you're going to have very different values and cultures and beliefs and everything in all one room, it's really difficult 
to tailor what you've got to say and the message that you have to give um, to meet everybody's expectations and to make everybody happy. But I think if, you know, if you sort of use, you know, Sherry, you were talking about honesty and how it's the cornerstone of everything. And I think, um, I know at Leicester House and hopefully across other homes, honesty is a huge thing. And I speak to my residents in a respectful way, but in the, I don't hide anything. We had a resident and relative meeting only um, last Monday, and I actually spoke to them all about equality and diversity. And I spoke to them about having agency carers and people from different backgrounds. And I got them to talk to me about how they feel they treated the staff. Um, and it was a, it actually ended up I was so nervous and my knees were shaking because I was thinking, how on earth am I going to approach this? I feel like I was the headmaster in front of a load of children saying, now, please behave yourselves. <laughs> but, it, but it opened up into a really, really wonderful conversation. Um, carers were in there. You know, there was staff in there, residents, relatives. We spoke about not understanding what dialogue we're allowed to use. Um, and we just had a really open and honest chat. And I've had people speaking to me about it almost every day since saying that was great. We really enjoyed that. Can we do more of that? That's amazing. Um, so yeah. I didn't quite know my audience. I just tested the water and thought, here we go. But relying on that honesty and that open communication, it was actually it turned into real good fun. It sounds like um, that needed a lot of courage to to even start that conversation as well. Do you think that kind of idea of courage is is really important in, in what we do and how we live and kind of breathe and embed our values? Yeah, it really is, isn't it? But I, I think, you know, credit to um, to my line managers over the years and, you know, my line manager now, without them having confidence in me, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to deliver that kind of talk. Um, and I, you know, I would like to think um, that I encourage my team to be confident, to have those awkward, you know, those difficult conversations and make, you know, we often have to make these unpopular choices, don't we? But being able to give the narrative around why we've made a decision to do something, it is brave. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that, you know, I have the confidence to say, yes, I was brave on that day. And I think that I can make other people feel brave enough now that they've seen me do it, to have those same respectful conversations. Yeah. I think as a nurse, those the courage that most nurses have to find is to talk about those dreadful end of life conversations. And it's it's renowned in the nursing profession that we all shy away from it. But, you know, we are getting better at it. And, you know, that's one thing that I hope that my senior care staff and my nurses are learning from me now is how to have that difficult conversation so that we can make the transition of of life to death as peaceful and as dignified as possible, because everybody knows how it's going to go, what is expected and what is wanted. But That's it's having that courage in the first place to have the conversation. Mm. Mm. There's something here, isn't there, about um, empowering team members to 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 see the value um, or to see the values in themselves as well as others and that's not just coming from us it, it does come from us of course as leaders but actually it comes from each individual person doesn't it. Mm. So how as leaders then do, you, do the values guide you in what you do and you know we're, we're having some um, really interesting conversations around things like courage um, how does leadership come into this Sherry? 
I think I think leadership is you, you need to be strong as a leader, but the most important thing you need to do to do or to use is your ears first rather than your rather than your voice and your mouth. I think too many people at the top try to talk over people and, and talk down to people. That doesn't make you a good leader in my view. My view is that you should listen first. Use your ears and listen to what your your client group, your staff group, whoever it is that you're talking to is is saying to you. And then come in with what is needed, what isn't. I will give stuff with all the years of experience I've had Leah, um, I know sometimes that you know, I've tried that before that's not going to work however for me to say that will just make my team a little bit resentful so if I go okay well I know it's not going to work it's not it's not going to do anybody any harm why don't you trial it for a fortnight and I let the team run with something and let them trial it for a fortnight and then they come back to me oh, boss did you think this would work uh, not really. No, I knew it wouldn't. No, it hasn't. But it's it's empowering them to make mistakes, and I, uh, under your guidance, under your watchful eye, so that there is no adversity from it. But to allow people to make mistakes, they learn, and it empowers them. They feel that they're part of the team. They feel that they they've got that stronger position. Yeah, definitely, and um. Again, it's about having the courage of your convictions, isn't it, to to um, empower your team to make mistakes. And actually, that that makes that's pretty vulnerable as well, don't you think? Um, Tracy, what's your thoughts around leadership and, and our values? I can pretty much echo exactly what Sherry said. I think if you live and breathe your own values, then people people see that. Um, and, you know, wouldn't it be nice to think that people look at you and, and kind of go, well, what would Tracy do? What would Tracy do in this situation? Mm -hmm. Whether they do or not, who knows? But it'd be really nice to think that, that because they, you know, sometimes I think like today, for instance, it's been a typical Monday. Oh, it really has just been a typical Monday. And I feel that I've been pretty snappy unintentionally. And I've probably got some apologies to make. But, you know, there's been other occasions where I felt like that and people have said, were you? Were you snappy? Were you angry? And I just think, thank goodness, you know, thank goodness I was able to, you know, get my point across without seeming like I was stressed, you know, and I managed to sort of maintain that air of calm because your mood very quickly spreads, doesn't it? It's so easy to walk in with a face on and that spreads to everybody. So you've got to show that yeah I'm having a really tricky day but if you help me with this I know I can get through it and then I'll help you with that and I like to think that you know we all kind of try and develop that culture leading by example just like Sherry said um, you know having courage to be open and honest about how you're feeling that day and teaching other people that it's okay it's okay if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed today let's talk about it let's put it down and do it tomorrow if it's not going to happen today um, you know if you've made a mistake let's talk it through because we do make mistakes um yeah it all it, you know it can just be broken down to very simply leading by example and valuing the people that you have around you and letting them know how important they are because without me the home would probably keep on ticking over you know without them it, it wouldn't 
absolutely yeah i think i think that being able to say that you've got it wrong as well and apologizing is vital um because we're just as human as they are and you know we have our own weaknesses and our own strengths and like you say a typical monday can really send you off the rails sometimes (laughs) but you know being you know being able to go out there and say look guys i'm sorry if i've snapped and smiled today what i've said has been absolutely right but i should have said it in a better way or you know just bear with me you know i'm as hot as you are or whatever the apology is it's them recognizing that you're human as well and that wins their respect and I suppose respect goes along with the values that we're talking about absolutely yeah it's um it's it's absolutely um, fascinating when you start boiling this down um Mm -hmm. what actually the the values and how we live and breathe as leaders are and and I'm hearing you know uh, we've talked about courage showing vulnerability being human showing your own humanity and enabling others to to show their true selves as well and to do all of that you really do need a culture of as you said sherry listening um a- active listening um but also a culture of feedback a culture of respect and real good communication and and that goes across all levels doesn't it it's so so important So um, I'm really interested to know if you've got any examples um, of your team members who have brought values to life um, and really practically applied them in something that they've done. Can you think of any examples? This is a really hard one, isn't it? Because we probably do it all of the time, all of the time. And, you know, I you know I'd like to shout out my team they they always go over and above from you know our our um, maintenance assistant Jake and and he will you know he takes one of our residents shopping every Thursday every Thursday this chap when he first joined us would go to the reception every day and say could someone take me to the shop could you know and it was like a constant thing every day um, and our receptionist was you know at the end of her tether I can't take you you know what am I going to do and now it's in the diary and and despite him having short-term memory problems he knows his question now is is it Thursday yeah <laughs> which is just great lovely and you know it's only a very simple thing and off they go together their sort of weekly shopping trip um you know We've got a, an, another resident here and the staff sorted out some office supplies so that the resident can buy all the paperwork or, you know, pop the pens and tidy the drawers without it causing any sort of aggro to anyone else's work. It's just a little desk area that's been set up and that resident can go and get on with their stuff. Just really little things that the, the, the care team that you know the whichever department it is that sorted that out it hasn't meant anything to them it's just something that they thought oh that would really yeah. help if we did this but it's made a big difference to mm. someone being able to settle and, and call Leicester House their home. Yeah you're absolutely right Tracy values and living our values that don't have to be the big in your face all singing or dancing things in fact more often than not they are those small little Um, actions and yeah unnoticed Um, people often even do them without thinking Um, but they mean so so much and actually they make doing our jobs whatever our jobs may be so much more meaningful don't they Mm -hmm. how about you sherry well the one that's sprang to mind was my kitchen team because we always we always naturally go to the care team 
Um, but my kitchen team here um, were just phenomenal. They will change the venues or the menus to suit the residents on a daily basis. And it's no hardship to me. It's not all to the care staff. It's not causing them any more work or me any more work. We've got this beautiful weather at the moment. So it's all barbecues and um, picnics and everything in the garden because we've got our beautiful garden. Um, in previous homes I've worked in, that would have been an event on the events calendar. Everybody would have had to be involved. Um, and, you know, everybody's day would have been disrupted and upset by it. It just it just seems to be Andy and Lee just seamlessly. We're doing it in the garden today and off they go and it just happens. And it's phenomenal. It's wonderful. And the um, smiles and the appreciation out in that garden at lunchtime is just wonderful to see. I can imagine. Yeah. They are a fabulous kitchen team. I can personally attest to the uh, <laughs> fabulousness of that kitchen team. Um, and yeah, it's, it's that using their, their initiative, but not only doing that, it, it sounds as if it's the norm. It's not a special yeah. event, as you say. It's just part of their normal day to day work that they're able to use their initiative and be that flexible and be that um um, creative really I guess depending on what's going on and in this case the beautiful weather that we've got yeah fantastic so ladies one final question for you to finish off our podcast um, just to bring this back to um, our core values of trust responsibility and initiative I would love to know of those three which is your most favorite and why think I might know what Sherry's is going to be. Yeah, I'm going to say, I've already <laughs> stated mine. Trust or honesty go so hand in hand, don't they? They're, they're um, two sides of the same coin. Um, and it is for all the reasons I've already said. So I'll leave that one to Tracy then. Tracy. <laughs> Thank you. And I purposely, just because I knew you would pick trust, I'm going to try and go with initiative. Um, I think it's probably the most underrated of our values. Yeah. But actually, when you when you break that value down, it's so important for for all of us um, to be able to see a problem or a barrier or a hurdle of some sort, and for somebody else to come to me and say, "I think that if we do this, we could overcome that." That is so refreshing for me as a leader to have somebody come to me with a solution because I don't always have the answers. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that sometimes because of life experience, I, I might have an answer, um, but I don't always. So it's great for someone to come to me and, and say, I think we should try or, you know, um, say I'm not here, I'm, you know, at another home or in a meeting and something's happened and I know the team have got together and, you know, we had this issue crop up whilst you were busy, but it's okay, we've handled it, but can we look at what we would do next time? So I think initiative in, in a home where, you know, there's, you know, over 100 staff or, you know, however many residents, 50, 60, 70, I think it's really important that we are able to use our initiative and also that, you know, just going back to what we were saying earlier, um, empowering people to make decisions, yeah. you know, safe, responsible decisions in our absence, because we can't be there all the time. So I think initiative is really important. And probably, you know, as managers, you know, we we create a spreadsheet or, you know, we adapt somebody's working pattern or adapt their responsibilities um, and 
you know, we don't always have to ask permission to do those things. Sometimes we just need to crack on and get it done because we're working with people in everyday situations. And sometimes the answer needs to be now, not approved three, four days later because someone else is busy. So I think yeah. initiative is really important to run a tight ship. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a, a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. And I think for me, that's a, a really um, important saying when, when we're thinking about initiative, because it's only if we use initiative that we, we, we're we able to think and do differently. And you're absolutely right. We don't have all the answers um, and we're human. We get things wrong. Um, we don't know absolutely everything. And, you know, sometimes there is a, a different way or a better way. Um, but to link it back to to trust, Sherry, and kind of your your value, your, your favourite value around trust and honesty. Actually, we have to trust our teams to do that and they have to feel trusted. Yeah. Um, but it's also a responsibility. I'm bringing it all in now. We're, we're tying it all up nicely together. It's our responsibility, isn't it? Because if you if you always do what you've always done, nothing will ever change. You'd never improve. You'd never develop. Um, so yeah, personally, I see um, initiative is is my favourite value. Um, but I see it as a responsibility, and um, particularly as leaders, to not only use that ourselves, but also empower our teams to to use their own initiative as well. Well, ladies, that's the end of our first podcast. Thank you so much. That was really good. Um, uh, do you have any final thoughts that you want to add before we finish? Sherry? No, just thank you very much. I will Perfect. look forward to listening to it. <laughs> Tracy? Yeah, I'd love to know what your favourite value is. Not a Barclay value, but your own personal value. Um, my personal value is integrity. So it's I have um, personally a very strong moral compass, whether it's in personal life or my professional life. Um, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing, including if I'm in the middle of an argument in my personal life with my husband. Um, I'm often in my back of my head. I'm always thinking, actually, what's the right thing to do? Um, am, am I being a bit too? Am I am I not being right in this situation? Do I need to back down? And I'm I'm a redhead. I don't back down very easily. But that idea of doing the right thing always, no matter what the situation, holding yourself to account and holding yourself to those high standards, but also holding others to those, that standard is is my personal my personal favourite value. Brilliant. Good question, Tracy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm going to stop recording.